So here's another Wizan podcast, and I just wanted to take some little time to thank you for listening so far, giving us your support, which has been fantastic. We are working really hard to try and make the podcast as entertaining as possible. We are learning as we go, so we thank you for your patience. Um, and I just wanted to say that we have uh, an abundance of ideas that you've been sending in and we've thought about ourselves. There will be uh, an interview in the very near future with the head examiner and some people from TFL to talk about the changes that are going to be implemented and how they're going to affect everybody. There'll also be some interviews, hopefully, with some examiners that are willing and able to come in at the right time. There will be hopefully interviews with trade organizations so we can give them a bit of a grilling as well as Taxi PR and Taxi App would like to come in and do some chats with us. So all of these are in the pipeline. There are some other, I think, very nice ideas that we have that we'll probably get done very quickly. Um, and it's just a case of saying thank you. Now, if in return, what we need you to do is to like the videos. It helps. So far, there have been three dislikes. Uh, four dislikes, sorry, three of the dislikes are by the same person and one, uh, they've managed to dislike one video twice. It might still be the same person, we hope. But if you've got the time and energy to take time out of your life to dislike our videos, you really mustn't like us, which is quite interesting. But thank you for the four dislikes. It's been super. Also, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, as well as Podbean, and Amazon podcasts. So follow us there so you can listen along in your cab. We will try to balance between knowledge-related topics and taxi topics. And in today's podcast, I had a casual conversation with John Redding, the points collector, just to give students an insight to what his job entails and how important it is that you share as much detail about your appearances with him. So without further ado, let's get on with it. So um, I'm here today with John Redding. John is the uh, full-time points collector for all of the schools, collecting points to do with the knowledge. Uh, what John does is he collects all the information every day for the questions the examiners ask so that students are able to not only practice the questions, but also go and find the places of interest that the examiners are asking more often than others. Um, John, if we can just start off with what, what's your typical day like? How do you begin your day? What's the process of you going to work and coming home from work? Right, three, three alarm clocks. Three? Yeah, well, one phone, three alarms set. Um, R5, quarter to six, six o'clock. Get up on the third. Right. Get up, cup of coffee, then shower, and then don't have nights to eat, don't eat in the mornings, and um, head over to my dad's, bike out the garage, and I'm away by quarter past seven. Journey wow. journey into Baker Street, one hour, exactly. On the bike? On the bike, yep. yep. Uh, down the A13, 35 mile round trip, uh, 35 miles each way. Wow, and so you arrive at work quarter past eight-ish? Quarter past eight, 20 past eight, yep. So you do 350 miles per week, Wow. just um, to and from Baker Street. So I don't think people appreciate so much um, how much you actually do you drive in and out of work every day? Lots, yeah. It's more mileage than time, really, because it's all A13, Basildon, yep. into Bay Street. So and in all the years you've been doing this as well, have you actually missed a day? Um, missed a day by accident where you got up and you couldn't get there, couldn't uh, was sick or whatever? One. One. And that was because the A13 was closed. Okay. How long How long you been collecting points now as full-time? Ten years. Wow, okay. Ten years, yeah. And, uh, uh, just, after the, just after the 2012 Olympics. So you are now the most qualified points collector in modern history. 
basically. I would think so, would unless think so. you can correct that and no. tell me someone else, no. Dean. But, um, yeah, I would have thought so. So if you was to tell someone who's uh, having an appearance, if you was to tell them what's the perfect way to behave when they come out and going to give you their information, what what would you tell them? Um, would you mean by behave? Well, I, I, when I collect, I, they always start by trying to tell you the drop points, which I have to have last. Yeah. Um, some Some people come out and they say, can I give you the drop points first? What is a drop point? Drop point is a point um, that they've been asked by an examiner, which they didn't know. They didn't know, but they they, they've managed to remember it. They've mar- managed to remember it. Um, but I do take sometimes drop points first yep. um, because I can do that. So if they want to give them first so they don't forget, then I'll just skip forward through yep. the, um, the tablet and go straight to drop points and put them in first. And get, oh. They can get them down because you can always go back to put yep. in the uh, actual runs that they run. Right. And uh, when they're giving you the, those runs, I mean, a lot of people, if I'm not mistaken, they sit in the foyer and write down the runs they were given before they come out, which is very helpful. That is a, that, that's a massive help mm. if they do that. I've probably today, I think I had 17 people today. Yep. It was a, a quieter day this week, 17. I'd probably about four or five of them had actually sat in the waiting room upstairs. Yeah wrote them down, which is a great help for me, and they try and write, write down the drop points as well. Yeah. Um, if they forget a run, I can generally, on a lot of exam, examiners, I can actually help them. Yeah. Because um, I think they're sticking with the same areas. Yeah. Um, say they add um, Baker Street down to Belgrave Square, it's usually just a point change. Yeah. But they're using the same lines, so I can usually prompt them from a previous um, appearance can help them remember yeah uh, you often get people that come up before the appearances and want to know what's being asked have you ever been sort of approached by the examiners regarding this sort of thing um no not not exactly approached by them but um i know students have been approached by the examiners um saying that they've seen them talking to the points collector oh, okay but to be honest I don't like handing over the information because certain certain students come up and they don't like, they've been into an appearance, they haven't scored, they've come out of a D and then someone's trying to take the information so they're going in like geared up yeah. with the runs where the person who hasn't scored has gone in blind. Yeah. Um, I'm not a lover of that. People generally, most of the time, don't ask me what's being asked but they will just come up and ask which examiners are in, which is fine. Yeah, I can tell them which examiners are in. They, I've had that today. Yeah, um, no one's actually asked me what's been asked so today, but it does happen. Yeah, no, no, no. The last time I collected, the one guy asked me what had been asked, um, and I kind of felt it was a bad idea on his uh, from his point of view because I don't think he was very very good. And when he went in, he was not asked anything that had already been previously been asked, mm. and he was completely rattled and got a, pretty much zero on mm. four runs. Yeah, and felt like uh, he had no chance and. He probably had no chance at all anyway, and I suppose in, a, in hindsight, his only chance was that he was to be asked the questions that had been asked that morning. And even then, I suspect that he might not have scored too well because he would need time to practice them, and I, sometimes people's level is just so low. I, I say this to the people. I said, look, I said, you're better off not knowing. I said, because if I tell you four questions that have just been asked from a particular examiner, all you're going to be thinking of when you go up there and you sit in that waiting room how to run them runs. Yeah, you may not get asked them questions, so your focus has now gone to them four runs, 
and away from your general knowledge. A bit of tunnel vision. Yes, yes. So, and that happens. And also that happens is it's got people on stage five asking what's been asked on stage three. Mm. I try to tell them, you, you're not getting those questions. Yeah. You're not getting them. So don't worry about them. You know, so... And on the days that you're out there, are the examiners friendly to you or do they give you some comfort? Um, 90% of them, yeah. Yeah. 90%. Out of all the examiners, who would you say is your favourite? Um, Mr Harvey. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and uh, why was that? Always talks to me. Uh, talks to me, calls me by my first name. Have a general chat with him, ask me how my week's going, ask yeah. what I've done at the weekend. Um very, very nice. Man. Yeah, generally all around. Yeah, yeah. Great, great but that's guy. not saying the others are not. No, 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 um, not at all. I'd say talking to me, Mr. Harvey, yeah, Mr. Patel, yeah. Um, but is it, Jay Patel uh, talks because he probably comes out and smokes a lot, doesn't he, old Jay? Comes out and smokes. Yeah, it comes out, but he always takes time to come and talk to me. Yeah. So, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I'm there, one of the worst things I find happens is that someone offers to buy you a coffee. You really fancy a coffee, but Drinking any form of liquid is the is the cardinal sin, isn't it? I think of points collecting, it can be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you get asked every day, would you like a cup of coffee? If, you've, if I've already had one cup of coffee, I'll have my second cup of coffee. But if I've had two, I won't have no more. Yeah. But I use the toilet in the carriage office. So rather than a cup of coffee, I could give you a couple of quid and say, <laughs> buy yourself a coffee yeah, later. Yeah, no, but it's nice. It's nice of the uh, students to ask if you want to drink. Yeah. And I'd, I've had one this morning. Do you like something to eat? I'll go and get you something to yeah. eat. That's, that's nice. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of the students offer you drink, offer you something to eat. But I've got to be honest, um, over the last 10 years, I've I've seen tears. Mm. This is grown men crying. Yeah. Um, through passing the noise and through failing, getting Ds, and um, also upset by the way they were treated. In the exam room, um, don't go in. They don't go into a lot, lot of detail about it, but um, that's how it affects some people. Yeah. You know, they take it to heart, but they really want it. They really want it, which shows that they really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About doing the knowledge and passing. Have you seen any change in attitude since the the guidelines have changed slightly towards redlining? Most definitely, since they them guidelines have changed. I've seen people more relaxed. The fear, I'm not saying the fear of the knowledge, because I will say there's a fear of the knowledge. Mm -hmm. They are, students are worried about what's going to happen up there. I always say to you, it's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of not knowing what examiner you're going to get. It's the fear of not knowing what questions you're going to be asked. But a lot of people I've spoken to, most people I've spoken to, um, are saying they feel a lot more relaxed now when they go in, knowing that, they can't be redlined back to the previous stage, mm. or they can be, but it's very it's unlikely that, yeah. that that will happen. And it said it's made them feel more relaxed, calling as well when they're in front of the examiner. Um, a lot of people have come out and said, well, I've got a D today. If that would have been a couple of months ago, I would have gone back to the previous stage. Oh, wow. And um, also, on the other hand, had students who have got redlined and missed Missed the uh, cut deadline. off oh, the okay. deadline by a day or two. So mm. I was trying to say, well, they've got to set it somewhere. Yeah. You know. So oh, that must be. Yeah. Uh, it's, been, it's been two this week, actually. That's happened to. 
Of, it happened previously. Yeah, they, it they, happened previously. When the borderline yeah. would yeah. come in. Yeah, yeah. And you yourself was doing the knowledge, but you stopped and became a full-time collector. Are you intending on starting again? Um, I'm not going to say, no, I'm not intending on starting again, but it's not the moment. Uh, as you know, and most of the students know, I do a lot of football coaching now and run a football team, which takes up my whole weekends and takes up a few evenings a week as well. Um, mainly a time thing for me, yeah. you know, so I've sort of prioritised it. You're doing what you enjoy, basically. I'm, I enjoy it. I love it. Um, and my team are doing really well. And I, I, could, I, couldn't do, I couldn't do both at the same time. Yeah. Definitely couldn't do both at the same time. Tried. Yeah. But it was too hard. Uh, have you ever had a student come out that you felt was really uh, rude or impolite with the way that they give you the information? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, what would that be? Well, yesterday I was um, I had someone come out and well, he was one that actually asked me yesterday morning what's been asked. Didn't tell him. He asked me what examiners are in. I told him what examiners were in, which I don't mind saying. And uh, so he's asked me what's been asked. I didn't I, I didn't say no. I'm not telling you. I just said well, I haven't had much yet, so I said I haven't uploaded it because I try and tell him it's been uploaded to the app. So have a yeah. look at the app. They say they haven't got the app, then I tell them, well, we download it and start using it. Uh, so he's gone in and he's come out. I had uh, two other students outside with me and I said, oh, can I take your points down? And he just shook his head at me and I said, can I take your points? And he said, no, I've just been smashed. So I went, I could still take your points. So he said, I said no. Oh, well, well yeah. Walks away. So it's upset. rude. I think it's ignorant, you know. But sometimes, on the other hand, students come out, they haven't scored, they are a bit upset. And they say, can I take your phone number? Once I've calmed down a little bit, yes. I've got I've got on the train or got off the train, I'll text them over to you, and that happens quite a lot. Brilliant. Yeah, so they send them in. Yeah. I mean, when people do come out, there is a lot of stress goes on in there. Yeah. Um, See, I, I, very, very hard sometimes I, coming I, I out. I understand that, because I've been in there myself, and it is, it is stressful. Mm-hmm. I understand how they're feeling, you know, so I'm not sort of not got any idea what happens in there, because I do, yeah. I do know what happens in there. And it is hard. It is upsetting when you when you don't pick up a score. But what people what people have got to remember is that giving them points in can help someone that same day, that next day, or that week. Especially if they are new points, which certain examiners bring out on a weekly basis, that could help someone. Help some that extra point give someone the twenty four that they need. Yeah. Well, they're, they're very often, in the olden days, it was much worse, I imagine, where people used to come out and they used to just walk straight past you. I don't know if it happens as much nowadays. Um, no, it doesn't. Because I'm, I'm right next to the door. Yeah. So I, I will call them. If they don't want to stop, um, then that's up to them. Yeah. Um, I'd say I get 90, 95% yeah. of all students that come out. But you also get to know students that are on the suburban badge as well yes yeah do so you know because sometimes people come out and they just walk off and and other students standing there saying you're going to give your points i say no they're doing a the suburban badge mm. you just get to know them as well so you also get talking to them as well and i always ask the suburban guys how they're getting on with it yeah um but there's also a lot of suburban drivers i've noticed doing the green now oh, okay because yeah. they they all have to come up with their badges on they have to wear their yellow oh. badge when they go in that's one of the rules up there, apparently. I didn't know that. 
think I kind of knew it, but it uh, must have slipped my memory. But when the ones I saw go up recently, I didn't see them with their badges. I might mm. have put them away. Um, yeah, but they're doing the yellow, I always felt, was a, a bad idea from the very beginning. Uh, you should start off with a green and just get it done. Uh, in terms of the people you see doing knowledge, would you say how the percentage of those that would be PHV drivers? Um, private hire drivers. As a percentage, I'd say people doing the knowledge, I would say at least 20% mm-hmm. of um, our current PHV. private hire. So it's quite a lot of people I always see that do, are yeah. private hire doing the knowledge. And always my question would be to the those that are private hire drivers that are not – they, these guys seem to be, know that driving the black taxi is going to be better than driving the private eye. And there's a predominantly large amount of private eye drivers that are sticking with that. Mm. Um, I have some good friends that are now private eye drivers that are doing the knowledge. Um, and I think they've taken a very, very big hit recently. The Uber drivers with the VAT and other aspects that have come into change, they're not earning anywhere near what they used to. And the, the, pay, the fares are... Uh, so cheap for the customers but not for the drivers to earn a, a fair living on so i think that lots of them should be doing the london knowledge anyway yeah well um every day i don't know if you're aware that they in the same building now they do the topographical tests mm-hmm. um they start that at nine in the morning and they also do an afternoon starting at one o'clock i get speaking to a couple of them sometimes when they're waiting outside and i do say to them have you ever thought about doing the knowledge and more, more often than not, their reply is, "It takes too long and it's too hard." Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's why they, they need do. to get quick into working and yeah. and taking money. I, I understand that mm-hmm. if they need to yeah. work soon, they need money. I do understand that, but that that generally is their answer. Yeah. Um, so you, there is a lot of people going to do that. Yeah. So. It's a short term view over a long term. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're seeing everybody come in and out. Are you seeing an increase of the amount of women coming in and out? I wouldn't say I'm seeing an increase. Mm-hmm. No, um, two or three a week, I'd say, is a good estimate yep. as to how many women are probably going up for appearances. Right. So yeah. you must know every woman that's uh, actually on appearances currently. Yeah. Um, do you have any opinion as to why so few women uh, are doing the knowledge? I, I can only suggest um, whether they may have children, they may have to do the school run, um, things like that. Really. I, Possibly a safety thing and feeling safe going out doing their runs and doing their pointing. Yeah. It could be that. I don't know. I don't really know what else. Or I wouldn't like to say that they think it's a man's job because no. I don't. It's a female job as well. Yeah. Um, they are out there. You see them. I see them every day going up and down Baker Street. It's definitely women out driving taxis. Yes. It's definitely a job there for them. I feel it's a perfect job for for women for freedom. Full stop. Yeah, um, but it is getting them to make that decision to commit it because with because with that they can they as I mentioned earlier regarding taking having children taking the kids to school they can do that job around that yeah they can do they can do both of them. Thank you, John, for giving us an insight into your day, and thank you for your services because basically without you going up there every day collecting all of this information a lot of people would be finding the knowledge even more difficult than they currently do. So uh, without you, the job is, uh, I'd say, almost impossible. I know there are some examiners that feel that we shouldn't have the point sheets. Now, their view would be that we just basically need to learn and find every single place in London, which uh, is a little bit uh, extreme 
and really wouldn't work. We need some format of giving us something to chase. And as it is, we are chasing around six, seven, eight thousand points. And hopefully in the future, it will maybe come down to six thousand points, which is more than enough for everybody to go and find and learn when studying the knowledge. I think we're more concerned personally with uh, how well people get from A to B. And I think customers are more concerned with how well people get from A to B. And we're very skillful at that. So thank you again, John, for your service and um, keep it up. I, w- I will say just before we finish, um, if you feel like you're not going to finish the knowledge, you will. Um, I believe we're up to badge number, I think we're cut up to 81,000. Mm-hmm. Well, it might already be 81,000. The first badge I see as a point collector was 72,000. So it's like 9,000 drivers I've seen pass yeah. in the time that I've actually done it. So there is a badge there waiting for you. So yeah. Don't give it up and please come over to me. I don't buy it. Yep. Hand your points in, whether you scored or not. Yep. Friendly, I'll take them down, and it always helps everyone else on the knowledge. And in the words of Mr. Price, you'll give him a rub down with an oily rag. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. Thank you, John. Thank you. Bye-bye.